0: harry potter and the sorcerer's stone chapter 14 norbert the norwegian ridgeback Quarrel, however must have been braver than they thought in the weeks that followed he did seem to be to be getting paler and thinner but it didn't look as though he'd cracked yet every time they passed the third floor corridor harry ron and hermione would press their ears to the door to check that fluffy was still grow- growling inside snape was sweeping about in his usual bad temper which surely meant that the stone was still safe whenever harry passed coral these days he gave him an encouraging sort of smile and ron had started telling people off for laughing at Coral's stutter hermione however had more on her mind than the sorcerer's Stone. she had started drawing up study schedules and coloring all color coding all of her notes harry ron harry and ron wouldn't have minded but she kept nagging them to do the same hermione the exams are ages away 10 weeks Hermione snapped, that's not ages, that's like a second to Nicholas Fomel. But we're not 600 years old, Ron reminded her. Anyway, what are you studying for? You already know it all. What am I studying for? Are you crazy? You do realize we need to pass the exams to get into second year? They're very important, I should have started studying a month ago. I don't know what's gotten into me unfortunately the teachers seemed to be thinking along the same lines as hermione they piled they piled so much homework on them that the easter holidays weren't nearly as much fun as the christmas ones it was hard to relax with hermione next to you reciting the 12 uses of dragon's blood or practicing wand movements moaning and moaning and yawning harry and ron spent most of their free time in the library with her trying to get through all of their extra work i i'll never remember this Ron burst out one afternoon, throwing down his quill and looking longingly out of the library window. It was the first really fine day they had had in months. The sky was clear, forget me not blue, and there was a feeling in the air of summer coming. Harry, who was looking at didany in 1,000 magical herbs and fungi, didn't look up at Ron until he heard Ron say, Hagrid, what are you doing in the library? Hagrid shuffled into view, hiding something behind his back. He looked very out of place in his moleskin overcoat. Just looking, he said in a shifty voice that got their interest at once. And what are you lot up to? He looked suddenly suspicious. You're not still looking for Nicholas Fumel, are you? Oh, we found out who he is ages ago, said Ron impressively. And we know what that guard's dog's guarding. The sorcerer's... Hagrid looked around quickly to see if anyone was listening. "'Don't you go shouting out about it. What's the matter with you?' "'There are there are a few things we wanted to ask you, as a matter of fact,' said Harry. "'About what's guarding the stone apart from Fluffy?' "'Shh!' said Hagrid again. "'Listen!' "'Come and see me later. I'm not promising I'll tell you anything. "'Mind it, don't go rabbin' about here. "'Students aren't supposed to know. "'They'll think I've told you.' "'See you later, then,' said Harry, and Hagrid shuffled off. "'What was behind his back?' said Hermione thoughtfully. "'Do you think it has anything to do with the stone?' "'I'm gonna go see what section he was in,' said Ron, "'who had enough of working.' He came back a minute later with a pile of books in his arms and slammed them down on a table. Dragons, he whispered. Harry Harry was looking up stuff about dragons. Hag- Hagrid was looking up stuff about dragons. Look at these. Dragon species of Great Britain and Ireland, from Egg to Inferno, and a great keeper's guide. Hagrid's always wanted a dragon, He told me so the first time I ever met him, said Harry. But it's against our laws, said Ron. Dragon breeding was outlawed by the Warlocks Convention of 1709. Everyone knows that. It's hard to stop muggles from noticing us if we're keeping dragons in the back garden. Anyway, you can't tame dragons. It's dangerous. You should see the burns Charlie's got off off of wild ones in Romania. "'But there aren't wild dragons in Britain,' said Harry. "'Well, of course they are,' said Ron. "'Common Welsh green and Hebridean blacks. "'The Ministry of Magic has, put a, has a job hushing them all. "'I can tell you, our kind have been putting spells on muggles "'who've spotted them to make them forget.'" "'So what on earth is Hagrid up to?' said Hermione. When they knocked on the door of the gamekeeper's hut about an hour later, they were surprised to see all the curtains were closed. Hagrid called, Who is it? before they came in. And then he shut the door quickly behind them. It was stifling hot inside. Even though it was such a warm day, there was a blazing fire in the grate. Hagrid had made them tea and offered them stoat sandwiches, which they politely refused. So, You wanted to ask me something? Yes, said Harry, and there was no point in beating around the bush. Hagrid, we were wondering if you could tell us what's guarding the Sorcerer's Stone apart from Fluffy. Hagrid frowned, of course. Of course I can't. Number one, you know I don't know myself. Number two, you you know too much already, so I wouldn't tell you if I could. That stone's here for good reason. It was almost stolen out of Gringotts. I suppose you worked that out all all on yourself. Beats me how you even know about Fluffy. Oh, come on, Hagrid. You might not want to tell us, but you do know. You know everything that goes on around here, said Hermione in a warm, flattering voice. Hagrid's beard twitched and they could tell he was smiling. We only wondered who who had done the guarding, really. Hermione went on. We wondered who Dumbledore had trusted enough to help him apart from you. Hagrid's chest swelled at the last, as th- these last words. Harry and Ron beamed at Hermione. Well, I don't suppose it could hurt to tell you that. Let's see. He borrowed Fluffy from me, and then some of the teachers did enchantments. Professor Sprout, Professor Flitwick, Professor McGonagall... He ticked them off with his fingers. Professor Quirrell and Dumbledore himself did something, of course. Hang on, I forgot someone. Oh, yeah. Professor Snape. Snape? Yeah. You're not still on about that, are you? Look, Snape helped protect the stone. He's not about to steal it. Harry knew Ron and Hermione were thinking the exact same thing. "'If Snape had been protecting the stone, "'it must have been easy to find out "'how the other teachers had guarded it. "'He probably knew everything, "'except, it seemed, "'quirrel spell and and how to get past Fluffy.' "'You're the only one one who knows "'how to get past Fluffy, aren't you, Hagrid?' "'said Harry anxiously. "'You wouldn't tell anyone, would you? "'Not even the teachers?' "'Not a soul knows except me and Dumbledore.' Said Hagrid proudly, "Well, that's something." Harry muttered to the others. "Hagrid can't. Can we have a window opening? I'm boiling." "Can't, Harry," sorry," said Hagrid, and Harry noticed them glance at the fire. I noticed him glance at a fire, and Harry looked at it too. "Hagrid, what is that?" But he already knew what it was. In the very heart of the fire, underneath the kettle, was a huge black egg. Ah. "'said Hagrid, fiddling nervously with his beard. "'That's sir, that's a... "'Where did you... Hagrid, where did you get it?' "'said Ron, crouching over the fire to get a closer look at the egg. "'It must have cost you a fortune.' "'I want it,' said Hagrid. "'Last night I was down in the village having a few drinks "'and got into a game of cards with a stranger. "'Think he was quite glad to get rid of it, to be honest.' But well, what are you going to do with it when it's hatched?' said Hermione. "'Well, I've been doing some reading,' said Hagrid, "'pulling a large book from under his pillow. "'Got this out of the library. "'Dragon breeding for pleasure and profit. "'It's a bit out of date, of course, but it's all in here. "'Kept the egg in the fire, "'cause their mother's breath breathe on them to see. um, "'And uh, when, when it hatches, "'feed it a bucket of brandy mixed with chicken blood every half hour.' And see here, how to recognize different eggs. Eggs? That's what I got here. A Norwegian Ridgeback. They're rare, them. Very rare. He looked very pleased with himself, but Hermione did not. Hagrid, you live in a wooden house, she said. But Hagrid was not listening. He was humming merrily and stroked the fire. So now so now they had something else to worry about what might happen to hagrid if anyone found out he was hiding an illegal dragon within his hut i wonder what's wonder what it's like to have a peaceful life ron sighed and as evening after evening they struggled throughout throughout all of the extra homework that they were getting hermione had now started making study schedules for harry and ron too and it was driving them nuts Then one morning after breakfast, Hedwig Hedwig brought Harry another note from Hagrid. He had only written two words. It's hatching. Ron wanted to skip herbology and go straight down to the hut, but Hermione wouldn't hear any of it. Hermione, how many times in our lives are we gonna see a dragon hatching? We've got lessons and we'll get in trouble and that's nothing to do with Hagrid's and that's nothing to what hagrid's going to be if someone finds out that he's doing shut up harry whispered and Ma- because malfoy was only a few feet and he had stopped dead to listen how much had he heard hagrid didn't look the li- didn't like the look on malfoy's face ron and hermione argued all the way to herbology and in the end hermione agreed to run down to hagrid's with the other two during their morning break when the bell sounded from the castle at the end of their lesson all three of them dropped their trowels at once and hurried hurried along the grounds to the edge of the forest harry greeted them looking excited and flushed it's nearly out he ushered them inside the egg was lying on the table there were deep cracks in it something was moving inside and a funny clicking noise was coming from it they all drew their chairs up to the table and watched and watched with bated breath all at once there was a scraping noise and the egg split open. The baby dragon flopped under the table. It wasn't exactly pretty. Harry Harry thought it looked like a crumpled black umbrella. Its spiny wings were huge compared to the skinny jet body, and it had a long snout with wide nostrils and the stubs of horns and bulging orange eyes. It sneezed and it sneezed and a couple of sparks flew out of its snout. "'Isn't he beautiful?' Hagrid murmured. He reached out a hand to stroke the dra- dragon's head, but it snapped his fingers, showing pointed things. "'Bless him! Look, he knows it's mummy!' said Hagrid. "'Hagrid?' said Hermione. "'How fast do Norwegian Ridgebacks grow, exactly?' Hagrid was about to answer when the co- color suddenly drained from his face, and he leapt to his feet and ran to the window. "'What's the matter?' "'Someone was looking through the gap in the curtains. "'It's a kid. He's running back up to the school.' Harry bolted to the door and looked out. Even at a distance, there was no mistaking him. Malfoy had seen the dragon. Something about the smile lurking on Malfoy's face during the next week made Harry, Ron, and Hermione very nervous. They spent most of their free time in Hagrid's darkened hut, trying to reason with him. "'Just let him go,' urged Harry. "'Set him free.' ''I can't. He is too little. He'll die,'' said Hagrid. They looked at the dragon. It had grown three times in length in just a week. Smoke kept furling out of its nostrils. Hagrid hadn't been doing his gamekeeping duties because the dragon was keeping him too busy. There were empty brandy brandy bottles and chicken feathers all over the floor. ''I decided to call him Norbert,'' said Hagrid, looking at the dragon with misty eyes. ''He really knows me now. Watch!'' Norbert, Norbert, where's Mummy? He's lost his marbles, Ron muttered in Harry's ear. Hagrid. said Harry loudly, "Give it two weeks, and Norbert's going to be as long, be as long as your house." Malfoy could go to Dumbledore at any moment. Hagrid bit his lip. I know. I I just I know. I can't keep him forever. I just can't dump him. I can't and Harry suddenly turned to Ron. Charlie, he said, you're losing it too. I'm Ron, remember? No, Charlie, your brother, Charlie in Romania, studying dragons, we could send Norbert to him. Charlie can take care of him and then put him back into the wild. Brilliant, how about that, Hagrid, said Ron, and in the end, Hagrid agreed that they could send an owl to Charlie to ask him, the following week dragged by. Wednesday night found Wednesday night found Hermione and Harry sitting alone in the common room, look long long after everyone else had gone to bed. The clock on the wall had just chimed midnight when the portrait hole burst open. Ron appeared out of nowhere as he pulled off Harry's invisibility cloak. He had bent down at Haggard's hut helping him feed Norbert, who was now who was now eating dead rats by the crate. It bit me he said, showing him his hand, which was still wrapped in a bloody handkerchief. I'm not going to be able to hold a quill for a week. I tell you, that dragon's the most horrible animal I've ever met, but the way Hagger goes about it, you'd think it was a bit fluffy bunny rabbit. When it bit me, he told me it, he told me off for frightening it, and when I left, he was singing in a lullaby. There was a tap on the dark window. It's Hedwig, said Harry, hurrying in, hurrying to let her in she'll have charlie's answer the three of them put their heads together and read the note dear ron how are you thanks for the letter i'd be i'd be glad to take the norwegian ridge back but it won't be easy getting him here i think the best way to think i think the best thing will be send him over with some friends of mine who are coming to visit me next week trouble is they mustn't seen mustn't be seen carrying an illegal dragon could you get the ridge back to the tallest tower at midnight on saturday they can meet you there and take him away while it's still dark send me an answer as soon as possible love charlie they looked at one another we've got we've got the invisibility cloak said harry it shouldn't be too difficult i think the cloak's big enough to cover us two of us and norbert it was a mark to how bad the last week had been that the other two agreed with him anything to get rid of norbert and malfoy there was a hitch by the next morning ron's bitten hand had swollen to twice its usual size he didn't know whether it was safe to go to madame Pomfrey. she would recognize it would she recognize a dragon bite by the afternoon though he had no choice the cut had turned nas- a nasty shade of green it looked as if norbert's fangs were poisonous harry harry and hermione rushed up to the hospital wing at the end of the day to find ron in a terrible state in bed it's not just my hand he whispered although that feels like it's about to fall off malfoy told madame pomfrey he wanted to borrow one of my books so he could come and have a good laugh at me he kept threatening to tell her what really bit me I told her it was a dog, but I don't think she believes me. I shouldn't have hit him at the Quidditch match. That's why he's doing this. And Harry and Hermione tried to calm Ron down. It'll be all over by midnight on Saturday, said Hermione. But this didn't soothe Ron at all. On the contrary, he sat bolt upright and broke into a sweat. Midnight on Saturday, he said on a... a, a in a hoarse voice. Oh no, I just remembered. Charlie's letter was in that book Malfoy took. He's gonna know we're getting rid of Norbert. Harry and Hermione didn't get the chance to answer. Madame Pomfrey came over at that very moment and made them leap, saying, saying that Ron needed sleep. It's too late to change the plan now. Harry told Hermione, "We haven't gotten time to send Charlie another owl, and this could be our only chance to get rid of Norbert. We'll have to risk it, and we have got the invisibility cloak. Malfoy doesn't know about that." They found Fang, the they found Fang the boarhound is sitting outside with a band, with a bandaged tail when they went to tell Hagrid. He opened the window to talk to them. "I will I won't let you in. Norbert's at a, a tricky stage. Nothing I can't handle." When they told him about Charlie's letter, his eyes filled with tears, although that might have been better, because Norbert had just or, or, although that might have just been because Norbert had bitten him on the leg. "Arg, it's all right. He only got my boot just playing. He's only a baby, after all." And the baby banged its tail on the wall, making the windows rattle. Harry and Hermione, walking back to the castle feeling Saturday, couldn't come quickly enough. They would have felt sorry for Hagrid when the time came for him to say goodbye to Norbert if they hadn't been so worried about what they had to do. It was very dark. It was a very dark, cloudy night, and they were a bit late arriving to Hagrid's hut because they had to wait for Peeves to get out of their way of the entrance hall where he had been playing tennis against the wall. Hagrid, Hagrid had Norbert packed and ready in a large cage. He's got lots of rats and brandy for the journey, Haggard said in a muffled voice. And I've, I've packed his teddy bear in case he gets lonely. From inside the crate came ripping noises that sounded to Harry as though the teddy was having his heads torn off. Goodbye. Bye, Norbert. Haggard sobbed <laughs> as Harry and Hermione covered the grate with, grate with the invisibility cloak and stepped underneath it themselves. "Mummy will never forget you. How they managed to get the crate back up to the castle, they never knew. Midnight ticked ticked nearer as they heaved Norbert up the marble staircase in the entrance hall and along the dark corridors. Up another staircase, then another, and then another. Even one of Harry's shortcuts didn't make the work any easier. Nearly there, Harry panted as they reached the corridor behind beneath the tallest tower. Then the sudden movement ahead of them made them almost drop the gate. Forgetting that they were already invisible, they shrank into the shadows, staring at the dark outlines of two people grappling with each other ten feet away. A lamp flared. Professor McGonagall, in a tartan bathrobe and hairnet, had Malfoy by the ear. Detention! And twenty points from Slytherin! Wandering around in the middle of the night, how dare you! You don't understand, Professor. Harry Potter is coming. He's got a dragon. What utter rubbish? How dare you tell such lies? Come on, I shall see Professor Snape about you, Malfoy. And the steep spiral staircase up the steep spiral staircase up to the top of the tower seemed like the easiest thing in the world after that. Not until they had stepped out onto a under the cold, airy night did they throw the cloak off of them, glad to be able to breathe properly again. Hermione did sort of a jig. Malfoy's got detention! I could hardly sing! Don't, Harry her. Chuckling about Malfoy, they waited, Norbert thrashing about in his crate. After about ten minutes, four broomsticks came swooping down out of the dark it- darkness. Charlie's friends were a cheery lot. They showed Harry and Hermione the harness they'd rigged up so that they could suspend Norbert between them. They all helped buckle, and then they all helped buckle Norbert into safety. And then Harry and Hermione shook hands with the others and thanked them very much. At last, Norbert was going, going, gone. They slipped back down the spiral staircase and their hearts as their hearts as light as their hands now that norbert was off of them nor more no more dragon malfoying attention what could spoil their happiness the answer to that was waiting for them at the foot of their stairs as they stepped into the corridor filch's face loomed suddenly into the filch's face loomed suddenly out of the darkness well 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 he whispered we are in trouble They had left the invisibility cloak on top of the tower. The end.